Okay, it is Monday, September 27th, and um, I am thanking the Lord. Thank you, God. We have done, already we have done one, two, three, four, eight, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. Twenty-one days of school? 21 days of school so far. Weeks of school so far. Um, it's Monday. We are in, for this year, Micah. It's Monday, and we are in um, Tennessee. We're in Tennessee. And um, it's September 27th, and I want it. Cade, what am I say? What did I tell you about banging and quiet? I'm not. Okay, Luke, Luke, but you screamed. Who screamed? Cade. All right, so Cade. I said I'm not. No, you screamed before that. Luke, you're still screaming, and you put your hands in somebody else's spot, didn't you? Luke? He just did this. He did that. All right. So what is our job today? While we're doing Bible, what are we going to act like? We're going to be calm. We're going to be in our own space, right? Okay. We're going to keep our hands to ourselves. Stop it! That's the only way I can get through to you, Kate. Kate, we're going to keep our hands to ourselves? Okay. Hey, Boogie! All right, I want everybody... I want everybody to listen inside of your heart. Listen to what is the Holy Spirit asking you to pray for this morning. Now, Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I open our ears and our hearts to hear you. All right, Cade, you go first then. No, you didn't. You said what to pray for. Very good. Who's next? That was excellent. The two of you, that was excellent. Who's next? Me. Okay, Lukey. Good job, Luke. Okay, who's next? Did you decide what you wanted? Just whatever you think has less calories would be great. Come on, Hope. But I'm cutting my um, bread. Well, do we need to take it away so you can pray? Because praying's more important. Fine. Okay. Do you guys please, please help us get a good dinner from, from a really good chef making cakes? 
That was a nice prayer. Okay. Daddy, what about you? Uh, we pray for opportunities. Okay. How about on there? Thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus, for um, the ways that you minister to us. I thank you that we could um, partner with you in prayer. And while we're in Tennessee, Lord Jesus, we pray for Tennessee to um, that you would bring revival to this land. God, we pray for the governor especially that he would be a leader of leaders. Lord Jesus, we take off any discouragement or weariness from him in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray for America. We bow before you and we repent on behalf of America. God, we thank you that you speak to this nation now as we're praying. You speak to the hearts of of the men leading the families in this nation, God. And um, you bring change to this place. You bring change to the homes. Starting in the homes, God, that you bring change across America. Hey, Cade. Remember you're paying attention? Thank you. Um, I pray for each of my children and my husband, God. I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the family that you gave me. I'm so grateful for every one of them. I am the most blessed woman on the world because you gave me Daddy and Micah and Cade and Hope and Luke and Victory and our doggies. And, God, we bless each member of our family with whole health, complete healing. Um, We cast out any infirmity in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord God, I um, bring soothing to Stinky's digestive system that whatever caused her to throw up is healed in the name of Jesus. I command her body to heal. I command Jubilee's baby tooth to fall out. God, we've been praying for months for that tooth. And um, by the power of, of my voice... By the authority of your name, I command the baby tooth to come out in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, I rebuke the baby tooth, and I tell the baby tooth now that it no longer belongs, and I command it to come out. Uh, God, I also ask for help for victory, that you help his mouth become strong so his nursing is strong. We bless the muscles of his mouth in the name of Jesus Christ. We bless Daddy's shoulder. We command healing for the whole shoulder and the the knot on the elbow. Um, God, we ask that you would bring the healing. It's not going to come from um, just arnica or just uh, some type of anti-inflammatory, but it is going to come through the power of your name. I plead the blood of Jesus Christ over his life that he is able and well to do the work that you put before him, that his body is strong, that he is the strength of ten men. Um, And I bless each of my children that the cold will leave. We bless Luke and his, um, you know, just the sinuses and everything, that his nose would stop draining. We bless Cade and um, I bless his immune system. Lord Jesus, that the allergies would stop. In the name of Jesus, we command the allergies to stop. No body harms itself. God, I ask that you would um, bring healing to the the immune system in him. That you would uh, get the cold to go away in him. That the virus is cast out in the name of Jesus Christ. Cade, you're supposed to be at the table, honey. 
Micah, you're supposed to be at the table. And we're going to pray from um, Psalm 115, Matthew 9, Ezekiel 28. And we'll find a verse to memorize as well. We're season 3, episode 20. Alright, let's see. Psalms 115. We were blessed to go to the Ark Museum. And it was amazing. On Saturday we went to the Ark Museum. It just feels like time is passing so quickly. And I feel like for the body of Christ. That God is positioning us. And this is a time for strengthening. Um, in the midst of, I just feel like we're preparing for something bigger. So in the name of Jesus, uh, we ask for strength that you would build the reserves in this family and anybody listening to this, I bless them and I bless us in the name of Jesus that we would become stronger, uh, in your army. Break a love record. That's good. All right. Psalm 115. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name. Be the glory because of your love and faithfulness. Why do the nations say, where is their God? Our God is in heaven. He does whatever pleases him. But their idols are silver and gold made by the hands of men. They have mouths but cannot speak. Eyes but they cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear. Noses but they cannot smell. They have hands, but cannot feel. Feet, but they cannot walk. Nor can they utter a sound with their throats. Those who make them will be like them. And so will all who trust in them. O house of Israel, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. You who fear him, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. The Lord remembers us and will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless those who fear the Lord, small and great alike. May the Lord make you increase, both you and your children. May you be blessed by the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The highest heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth he has given to man. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, but those who... Oh, sorry. It is not the dead who praise the Lord, those who go down to silence. It is we who extol the Lord, both now and forevermore. Praise the Lord. Thank you, God. We're going to go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel. Ezekiel is after Lamentations. Ezekiel 28. Do you guys remember what was happening in Ezekiel? What was happening? He was lamenting over, you're right, over what? I wanted the big one. Tear? Yes. Why do you keep calling it tear? Because I don't know how to say it. It's called tire. Well, maybe I think it's funny that every single time I say tear, you correct me. Maybe it's a game. So, <laughs> Ezekiel 28 is called a prophecy against the king of tear. First, he did a lament. Now, he's going to prophesy against the king of Tyre. What? Go to your bed. What is wrong? What's happening? He poured milk into two different cups. Same amount of milk, but different size cups. 
She said she got the smaller cup. Oh. Sit down, kid. Did you spill it? All right, just clean it. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man, say to the ruler of Tyre, this is what the sovereign Lord says. In the pride of your heart, you say, I am God. I sit on the throne of a God in the heart of the seas. But you are a man and not a God, though you think you are as wise as a God. Are you wiser than Daniel? Is no secret hidden from you? By your wisdom and understanding, you have gained wealth for yourself and amassed gold and silver in your treasuries. By your great skill in trading, you've increased your wealth, and because of your wealth, your heart has grown proud. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. Because you think you're wise, as wise as a god, I am going to bring foreigners against you, the most ruthless of nations. They will draw their swords against your beauty and vision and pierce your shining splendor. They will bring you down to the pit, and you will die a violent death in the heart of the seas. Will you then say, I am God, in the presence of those who kill you? You will be but a man, not a God, in the hands of those who slay you. You will die the death of the uncircumcised at the hands of foreigners. I have spoken, declares the sovereign Lord. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, take up a lament concerning the king of Tyre and say to him, This is what the sovereign Lord says. You were the model of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Cade, did you clean the table? Quickly do that, please. Every precious stone adorns you. Ruby, topaz, and emerald, chrysolite, onyx, and jasper. Sapphire, turquoise, and beryl. Your settings and mountings were made of gold. On the day you were created, they were prepared. You were anointed as a guardian cherubs, for, for so I ordained you. You were on the holy mount of God. You walked among the fiery stones. You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till wickedness was found in you. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. Kate, I gave you a reminder for the job that you're supposed to do. You need to now do it. You said did it. You clean the table and the seat. Okay. Are you done, Hope? It's the same amount of milk. The cups are different sizes. Through your widespread trade, you were filled with violence and you sinned. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, and I expelled you, O guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Hope, it feels like you're being selfish to me. So I want you to decide to be generous and sit down. And trust us that we were fair. You don't always get to what you want. Pull yourself together and sit down. Look at me. Hope. Hope. Sit down at the table now. Okay. So I drove you in disgrace from the mount of God, and I expelled you, O guardian cherub, from among the fiery stones. Your heart became proud on account of your beauty, and you corrupted your wisdom because of your splendor. 
So I threw you to the earth. I made a spectacle of you before kings. By your many sins and dishonest trade, you have desecrated your sanctuaries. So I made a fire come out from you, and it consumed you. Where do you belong, Micah? Do I want you to throw cups, Cade? What do you think? But do I want you to throw cups? Okay, so next time you get down. And I reduced you to ashes on the ground in the sight of all who were watching. All the nations who knew you are appalled at you. You have come to a horrible end and will be no more. The word of the Lord came to me. Son of man, set your face against Sidon. Prophesy against her and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against you, O Sidon, and I will gain glory within you. They will know that I am the Lord when I inflict punishment on her and show myself holy within her. I will send a plague upon her and make blood flow in her streets. The slain will fall within her. Can you stop shoving the bin towards other people and things? Okay. Thank you. I will send a plague upon her and make blood flow in her streets. The slain will fall within her with the sword against her on every side. Then they will know that I am the Lord. No longer will the people of Israel have malicious neighbors who are painful briars and sharp thorns. Then they will know that I am the sovereign Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. When I gather the people of Israel from the nations where they have been scattered, I will show myself holy among them in the sight of the nations. Then they will live in their own land, which I gave to my servant Jacob. Jacob also called what, guys? That's right. They will live there in safety and will build houses and plant vineyards. They will live in safety when I inflict punishment on all their neighbors who maligned them. Then they will know that I am the Lord their God. What came from Israel? The 12 tribes came from Israel. That's right. Very good. Matthew chapter 9. You're learning, Cade. I'm proud of you that you're learning. I'm going to tell you a little bit about um, Jewish meals and customs before we start this. Um, In references to dining and meals in the New Testament, especially the Gospels, you've got Greco-Roman practice and Jewish religious tradition. Greco-Roman, what does that mean? What's Greco-Roman? Greece and Roman. Greek and Roman customs. Um, So in Greco-Roman customs, you've got three major things. You've got communal meals, or these are big banquets, and they provided an important social and religious venue for defining and experiencing fellowship. The meal was followed by music and conversation for a long time, so the meals were long. And then third, the normal way you would eat is reclining on your side, like laying down on your side. 
Um, okay, so that, but the majority of the dietary practices we see in the Gospels were from Judaism. So, uh, let's see. Two main things about Judaism. The holiness of meals was extended through interpreting the complex system of kosher laws. Um, acceptable animals were those that chewed the cud and had cloven hooves. Unex- Why did they say that? Acceptable animals were those that chewed the cud and had cloven hooves. Um, you could have fish that had scales and fins and certain types of birds. That was fine. But then the Bible said there were three main things that were not okay. Um, and that came from either the food was pagan or that you got the food in a cruel, mean way. Uh, if you ate the meat of an animal that was still alive or found a dead animal, if you drank the blood um, or boiled the baby in his mother's milk, that was not okay. <clears throat> the Bible... Look. The biblical injunction against fellowship with sinners came from a Jewish tradition as a warning of being intimate with the wicked, especially at mealtimes. God did not want the people to be mixing with um, sinners. Secondly, the demands of the Levitical system restricted sharing meals between Jews and Gentiles. And the Pharisees, who were known for um, following the scriptures closely, applied an even higher purity restrictions of the temple in their own table of fellowship. They were attempting to eat their meals in a state of um, ritual purity appropriate for priests as a way of sanctifying their life to God. Um, so interpreters have tried to explain Jewish dietary laws. Some think that they were intended for good hygiene and good health. Others think that they were trying to avoid idol worship. And others think that they were a fake boundary, like an artificial boundary that reminded Jews that they were different from Gentiles. Most Jews seem to have believed that these restrictions were concrete daily expressions of holiness. Um, and they were also expressed in Jewish meals through tithing, all your means of sustenance, saying the blessings before and after each meal, and marking each festival in the liturgical calendar through eating distinctive foods prepared in a special way. The observance of dietary laws acquired new meaning in the Maccabean era when many in Israel stood firm and were resolved in their hearts not to eat unclean food. They chose to die rather than to be defiled by food or to profane the holy covenant. This led to the notion that there would be a great messianic banquet in which the righteous would enjoy the hospitality of God in the age to come. Okay, go pee-pee. All right, so Matthew 9. Let me just read to you about this now. Jesus, You're going to hear about Jesus healing a paralytic. Um, you're going to hear Matt, somebody that can't walk. 
You're going to hear how Matthew gets called to follow Jesus. The Pharisees are going to ask Jesus about fasting. Jesus is going to do a miracle of healing a dead girl and a sick woman. A blind and a mute. And then he's going to talk about how there's few workers um, in his kingdom. Hope you get up, sweetie. Okay. Is it because it's always phone time? Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came to his own town. Some men brought to him a paralytic lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. Amen. At this, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts in your hearts? Which is easier, to say, Your sins are forgiven? Or to say, Get up and walk? Good job, Luke. But to say that you may know the Son of Man. Oh, good job. But so that you know the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Yeah. He said to the paralytic, Get up, take your mat. Let that math. And go home. And the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe, and they praised God who had given such authority to men. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told them, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. Excuse me. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor but the sick. But go and learn from what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Then John's disciples came and asked him, How is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? Jesus answered, How can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them? The time will come when the bridegroom will be taken from them, then they will fast. Do you guys realize that we're we're in that period of time that the bridegroom has been taken and we're supposed to fast? Do you realize that? Jesus answered, Jesus went to heaven. And we're supposed to be in the period of fasting until he comes back. No one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, for the patch will pull away from the garment, making the tear worse. Neither do men pour new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out, and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour new wine into new wineskins, and both are preserved. Don't throw them. You threw it on her foot, Cade? You threw it on her foot? You need to say sorry. Why'd you throw blocks at her? Because I was talking her. What? You were talking her? What does that mean? Why? Why would you attack her? 
sometimes like it if I do a mistake <coughs> on purpose when I'm trying to attack her. And she sometimes doesn't like it when I read it as a tacker. So were you trying to be funny or were you trying to hurt her? Okay, then go to daddy for a spanking. While he was saying this, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Hope I'm going to tell you about a miracle. It's not funny to get hurt. I want you to pray, Cade. Dear God, help me understand my own choices. Help me make the choice to listen to your voice. I'm proud of you. Good job. Sit back down. Sit back down. Please don't hurt Luke. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to tell you about a miracle. Okay, you can sit by the blocks. I just didn't want you laying on the edge of the bed. Um, while he was saying this, a ruler came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him, and so did his disciples. Just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. When Jesus entered the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd, he said, go away. The girl is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put outside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread throughout all the region. As Jesus went on from there, two blind men followed him, calling out, Have mercy on us, son of David. When he had gone indoors, the blind men came to him, and he asked them, Do you believe that I am able to do this? Yes, Lord, they replied. I think that's compelling. That he asked them, do you believe I'm able to do this? He asked them about their faith first. And they said yes. Then he touched their eyes and said, according to your faith, it will be done to you. And their sight was restored. So you know what the thing is? That God says, according to our faith, things are done to us. Jesus warned them sternly, see that no one knows about this. But they went out and spread the news about him all over that region. While they were going out, a man who was demon-possessed and could not talk was brought to Jesus. And when the demon was driven out, the man who had been mute spoke. The crowd was amazed and said, Nothing like this has ever been seen in Israel. But the Pharisees said, It is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. What does Jesus say about that? That's right. You guys are both right. Okay, Jesus is going to talk about how there aren't enough workers, okay? Jesus went through all the towns and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. 
When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless <coughs> like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, nice, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. That's also a key, you guys. The, this is true for us right now. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. So, Holy Spirit, we ask you to send out workers into your harvest field. We ask you that right now. Amen. Okay, so we need a verse to memorize. I'm going to go to Proverbs. Daddy, do you have anything that comes to your mind? Or a new one this week, you mean? Yeah. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. That's what we're going to do. Guys, say after me, the fear of the Lord, good job, is the beginning of knowledge. Come on, guys. Good. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Good. Hopey, you too. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Good. Do you know what that's from? I don't know. Proverbs 1 7. Good. Proverbs 1 7. You are funny. Who can say this? Hope you be quiet. Who can say this like a lion? Can somebody say that like a lion? The fear of the Lord. Oh, good. Is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. Good job. Okay, you guys did a good job. The fear of the Lord. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to read one thing from our book. Now, we're in the section that talks about worldview. There's a evolutionary worldview and there's a biblical worldview. One has God in it and the other does not. Right? And we learned last time about evolution and the, about dinosaurs. Now we're going to talk about the flood. God says in the Bible that the flood destroyed the whole world and all the land animals that were not on Noah's ark. And I'll read to you Genesis seven nineteen to 21. Kate, on the floor. And the waters increased greatly on the earth and covered all the high hills under the whole heaven. 
The waters prevailed above the mountains, covering them 15 cubits deep. And all creatures that moved on the earth died. Birds, cattle, beasts, all the creatures that swarm on the earth and all mankind. That's what the Bible says. Evolutionists say at no point in earth's history was it ever completely covered by water. And there's a guy named Kyle Hill that said there simply is no good evidence that a global flood ever happened. The story of Noah is self-contradictory, uncooperated by independent historical evidence, and is generally at odds with everything we know about our planet's geology, biology, and species diversity. Now, God, we're going to pray for Kyle that you would touch his heart, that you would open his eyes to the truth of um, the history of the world. God, I, I um, repent on Kyle's behalf. And God, I ask that you would teach us about uh, your worldview through the Bible, that we would understand how you created the world, that we would know what you did and how you did it. Amen. Okay. So let me see the time.